God Almighty, it's the Sweat Equity Podcast, company from Cigar City Studios in the Toco Works office. I'm your host, Law Smith, sitting here with me, my guest, former client, but now a good friend. Let's give it up for Kim Lackey. You want to go Kimberly Lackey? I, well, I was waiting for the claps there, but there, there are none. Um, oh, oh, you. Kim, Kimberly is great. Kimberly sounds great. Oh, you're you're thinking of claps from our buddy Nicholas Snap. Make mm-hmm. it snappy. That's right. So he didn't warn me when I did his podcast because some people do this, and I I forgot. Some people edit their podcasts. My whole thing with podcasting was like, I want to spend. I like that it's not formal. I think there there is good ones that are formal, like the NPR ones you know, where they really put production value, but I, I'm more, I'm going to just bank on the comedian style. That's really informal and kind of grimy and, um, you know, not crazy production value. So when you do Nick snap, uh, on make it snappy, you do his podcast. He doesn't warn you for, for a guy who is a productivity operations expert. Uh, you think you get some warning. Uh, and so I'm doing the podcast. He's doing it in here. We've got another guy here that I'd never met before we started. And then, like, we have some guy in Skype. And then he just claps like he's in Shanana or something like that. <laughs> and you're like, what? Uh, oh, oh, okay. He's oh, he's going to do that to edit later. Uh, so I I don't – what did I tell you before we started? I was like, I don't know. What, what do you want to talk about? Let's we'll figure this out. Exactly. Well, that that's totally my style. I mean, I think that that's how we became you friends. I mean, it's like – well, yeah, I'm, we, I'm improv style, and I'm I'm used to radio. Radio is like you're you're on air or live. Yeah, TV. but I feel like everybody feels jumpy. You know, like you have four minutes to talk. Like this is such a better way of doing this, uh, just because it's really hard to get in the minutia of like what a guest really wants to talk about. You know, if you're promoting like, hey, I got my new album, it's dropping. You can do that all day on the radio, but. When you really want to like talk about real shit, like uh, like the hurricane that's coming to Florida. Oh, it's a- here. As we're recording this, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's n- there's no rain right now. I'm looking out the window. Oh, uh, where's Blind Melon when you say that? <laughs> Come on. Uh, where is that? Is that the little bumblebee chick? The total bumblebee. Yes. I wonder what she's up to. Uh, Halloween's coming up. I mean, you th- that would be sad. <laughs> that, I just got a really sad image of like. She's still a little pudgy and like, but that's her I bet thing. She grew, I bet you she totally she's grew like, out of that. She, she's probably a great tapper now. She's had so many years of practice. She's like the coolest thing in Terre Haute, Indiana or something. Like, it's like, that's the blind melon chick. And she's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're back under, under uh, not so fun circumstances uh, for little family yeah family issue. I don't know if you want to even bring that up. Or no, it's cool. You're right. I mean, it, 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 my grandfather passed away. He was, he was close to 90. He had, a, he had a, great, a great run. Well, I read the stuff you posted about him, and he seemed like he was, you know, was the man. Uh, everybody loved him. Uh, I didn't know you had a little um, – uh, Hispanic part to your background, I couldn't. You can't see it. What I can't see it you at don't all. See the Latin. Well, you wear a Mexican. You wear a sombrero all the time, <laughs> but that's because you want to get party down on tequila. That's different. <gasps> exactly. Well, sombrero, you know, channeling the the Mexican. I, I don't. I don't have that. I've got it's. It's full on Cuban Spanish on my on my mom's side, full of uh, picadillo and 
platanos and empanadas. And you're saying it correctly. You're, I'm always like, picadillo. Um. Well, I've been slapped upside the head enough times for saying it that way that I just get, you know. No, just kidding. But, Did you have but, a quinceanera? No, see, I'm not. I'm not that. No, no, not, no you're not that far. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, uh-uh. no. But if you saw my older sister, she looks a lot more Hispanic than me. <laughs> you're she trying does. to figure out how to choose <laughs> your adjectives. She does. She does. In uh, she's got a lot. She, sorry, Carrie. Hopefully, you're listening to this. She, we, you know. You get us all together. It's full of it's it's loud and proud and lots of food. Always envious. Always as a just a white mutt. Always <laughs> envious because our family is just like just straight up. We are very vanilla as far as like dinners and hanging out. Uh, now it's gotten better. Like everybody's funny. Everybody's really funny in my family. But like I was always envious growing up of the Cuban families because there'd be like forty people there instead of our eight. <laughs> you know there'd always be like. Oh yeah, that's another uncle that. Uh, yeah, well, oh, he, that's my cousin. Yeah, that's my, co- oh, <laughs> like, that's my cousin. He, they, uh, they all live in Miami um, <laughs> somehow, and like everybody's got a paper plate, and you're just kind of you try to figure out what plastic chair you can get if you can get one, and uh, but everybody has such a good time that like I don't yeah. know, I'm always envious of that. No shortage of food. I mean, last night after we went to the. Um, the funeral was during the day. Then we had a little, we went to Carmine's. I mean, that's totally, you got to, right? I mean, Carmine's for the sort of after celebration, which is what my grandfather wanted. Yeah. After partay. Oh, is that his spot? Oh, yeah. So Carmine's is uh, in Ybor City where we're recording this. Carmine's is a restaurant that's uh, got some history to it with some some of the older families here, but it's it's Cuban-Italian-ish. It is, yeah. Yeah, but it's more of the atmosphere than anything. Yeah, so that's where we went afterwards. Then that continued on to both of my uncles. One lives in um, Deland, which is outside of Daytona. The other one in West Palm, both of which pretty much couldn't go home because of the hurricane we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't go home. So, I mean, this is just we totally had a hurricane party. We were out at, like, Whiskey Joe's what? last night. Yeah. You should have had them come uncles, up here. My uncles were out at Whiskey Joe's. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, fun times. We're sitting there. And before, I mean, menus, menus are out. And... No one was putting in an order. My uncle just ordered like every appetizer just plops on the plate. I mean, that's another, that's it's just another, like food. another thing I admire. Like, there's always like one guy in the Cuban family or like uh, an Italian family that's like, I got this. You guys don't know how to order. <laughs> like, let me take care of this. And orders for everybody. And you're like, oh, I was going to get a Cobb salad. You know, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but that totally kind of segues into i'm the only one in my family that's like hey maybe not so much on the sausage exactly so much. or they're they're like hello you weigh 90 pounds what's wrong with you i'm ta- i try to tell them like i definitely don't weigh 90 pounds it's like the only one time in my life i want to like add 20 pounds to the number like who wants, who yeah. wants to sound like you weigh more i'm like no please accept me i i'm not <laughs> I really, I didn't run today. I didn't go. I didn't, right. I didn't lace up my shoes. Please, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. We're, we're having Coors Lights at three thirty in the afternoon on a Friday. TGIF. So, so uh, just to give background to people listening, um, you are the owner operator of Empath, uh, which is a integrative health coaching. Mm-hmm. I, I almost screwed that up because uh, <laughs> as, as I helped you uh, get up and going with our company, Tokabaga Consulting. And so we kind of met up, what, June? Um, and kind of, you were like, hey, I've got this idea. Um, 
I need, you know, I need some help. And we started talking about it. I, I dig it. I get it. Like, uh, I was saying, uh, the other day I was like, man, I just need, I had an interview, uh, the podcast that'll come out, the episode that'll come out before yours. Um, I was like, it's this guy, uh, Ron, Rob Chrissy, and he looks like me, has a company like me, does comedy as well, uh, and has like a and loves football and stuff. Wow. Yeah, and white guy, long hair. Um, and so we're doing a, a Skype interview because he's in uh, Cincinnati or Pittsburgh or Chicago or Cincinnati. something. I mean, it sounds like he's in Cincinnati from that description. I'm but he's a total bro and like just so positive. And I'm like, hey, can you be my alarm clock? Can you just call me every morning at 534 and just say, hey, get up. Let's do it. And I, you know, what I used to think probably 10 years ago would be like the self-help stuff's corny or like a life coach is corny. But the more and more uh, I realize, A, how many people do need that now, maybe more than ever because there's not a lot of community. Uh, and then B, um, you know, it's really hard to motivate yourself all the time. And so uh, I think what you're doing is great, but you have a tough uh, road to hoe um, because you're, you're kind of – it's not – life coaching and it's not you're kind of making kind of like what we're doing here we're not really a digital agency we're trying to do something a little bit different which is like holistic kind of small medium business consulting your stuff's integrative too you, you can attach that integrative word onto what I like you it. do yeah uh i like I integrative i like enhancement i mm -hmm. like uh there's a lot of good adjectives that that are uh good trigger words but like I know how it is, how hard it is to basically go, I want to, I need to start, I need to start this, not I want to, like yeah. I need to, and it, it's going to, I'm going to be pissed in 20 years if I never did it. Mm. And uh, let's, I guess you explain to everybody what your, uh, your business and your process and all that is, what, what is Empath? Well, first, I definitely want to say that you were awesome when I sat down with you day one. And I did say, I was kind of like, I need to do this. I don't know what it's going to be called. I don't know the name. We came and up I with it just in 20 minutes. I know, but I could just dump out what was in my brain. And you're like taking it and, and organizing it on paper. You were you were totally my 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 business coach and i'm gonna take that audio clip out and just play it for yeah. everybody i talk testimonial. to testimonial yeah no but seriously and at the time too i think when you have those creative like i had these creative juices firing like i i see this this is what i where i want to go ahead help me organize this thinking and you were awesome at like capturing what it was i was trying to to do and say and and you know well, yeah we i did walk out with a name well, also, there's like a weird hubris factor to it. Like, it's one of those things where you don't want to go telling everybody, "Hey, I want to, I want to be an integrative <laughs> health coach." Like, we did. It took us a while to even kind of nail down uh, the like that business subtitle. I still feel like that that is that's gonna morph as I as I grow, and I you know all businesses morph. I know, so it's not that big of a deal. But I mean, it, it's just hard to be concise and get everything across mm -hmm. in a couple of words because you are overlapping a lot. It's not just nutrition. It's not just fitness. It's not just like, uh, right. w what are you doing mentally? And uh, 
your story of how you got there, I'm going to let you tell it. Okay. Um, but because I, I'm, I'm scared I'm going to butcher it. But uh, but you had an interesting story on how you got to that to us meeting up, you know, randomly yeah. um, through my sister. I was going to say, of. it wasn't total random, but... Yeah, but my yeah. my sister called me. It was like, hey, can you meet up? What do you think? I was like, yeah, I'll talk to anybody. Um, because for that reason, like, entrepreneurs think they go crazy because they don't have anybody to talk to. And sometimes you have a good idea and you could get laughed out of your group of friends or your family because they just, they know you as you. They want to put you in a bucket. So, like, yeah. for instance, like, my good buddies I grew up with don't take me seriously when I'm telling them this nerd stuff I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing business with them. And I'm like, you have to stop thinking of me as, like, that dipshit high school friend of yours and think of me as the nerd that's, like, just when you were uh, – you know, going out in your 20s, I was staying in and kind of doing this or working on stand-up. And so I know how that goes when you're like, hey, I'm going to, I got enough hubris to start my own deal. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, I think too, you know, with, with saying and then, you know, knowing and accepting that businesses morph, they change, you know, I certainly can't go out there and be coaching anybody on their life and, and basically, telling them that the one thing that you can count on is impermanence or change and then and then me be rigid in my own business or with my own right. family or friends. I mean, yeah. that's totally being inauthentic. Having said that, if I didn't – having said that, I do know that that happens. And so when it comes up for me and I feel resistant to the change, that allows me to help – I mean, it always allows me to help other people, probably hence the name empath because I can – that helps me be – empathetic no well, we talked about understanding you, see you brought it up you didn't know you kind of came up with everything but all i do a lot of the time is just kind of listen and ping ping pong back and uh we talked about empathy a lot and having and doing this kind of coaching you have to have empathy not sympathy there's a big difference sympathy weakens people you don't nobody wants your sympathy Empathy is like understanding, compassion, yeah, listening, and and getting in people's shoes. You know, walk a mile in their shoes, kind of stuff. Yeah. or really try to figure out. Oh, say I don't like when people like, um, you know, when someone freaks out on you. <laughs> like yeah. a lot of people will freak out back. A lot of the time, I just go, hmm, I bet that person doesn't know how to talk about what's really pissing them off yeah well it's never what 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 you're freaking out on the surface is always like an iceberg under there like no let's keep going let's keep they're like oh sorry i I got in a fight with my dad you're like okay well don't take it out on me you know like (laughs) oh sorry my dog yeah it'd be it'd be it would be a crazy world if everybody that freaks out on like people that didn't deserve it uh like freaked out in that direction it's a lot of people don't know how to handle like any kind of stress any kind of anger um and it usually projects in a weird way let me tell you about that all right okay i want to say something about that hit me so this like anger and freaking out and all of this so those are our the every time we're shining a light in this world growing being bigger better and anything we're casting a shadow so our shadow side is, you know, there's, there's an opposite, you know, for, for as, you know, just like when you're going running and then you get sore afterwards, you did something great and you have, there's a, you know, everything in life has a balance. So the harder that you're pushing, I mean, 
yeah, you get exhausted, you get tired, whatever. You have these shadow sides and we want to ignore them or, or what do I do with this anger? What do I do with the sadness? I mean, because sometimes think of like when you're growing and you're growing a business and am I going to leave my family behind? I mean, I've kind of experienced that moving and doing all this stuff and, you know, what do, what do you do with those emotions? Well, if you don't look at them, they don't address them, they only get bigger. So you've got to just like, I mean, you got to express the anger, whether you're screaming in your pillow or I just, I just started taking boxing lessons, which my uncles yesterday totally laughed at me completely. Like, and now you want to come back hysterical laughing. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, I would um, prefer that we just go to the shooting range and get you a nine millimeter cam. I mean, you and your 90 pounds, I don't really see that being super intimidating. It's not, it's not about fighting. (laughs) I know. It's like, it was about having the inner confidence and knowing, and I got to tell you, when I freaking finished like an hour training, first of all, I'm like drenched in sweat, like pouring sweat and I'm freaking, I, it does, it, I'm like, I mean, I think it like totally produces some testosterone in me. I'm like going around like, yeah, what did they say? Excuse me? For I sure. have like oh. this whole little sassy thing that, I mean, I have a little sass kind of always, but it gets a little extra. <laughs> you See, think you're sassier <laughs> than you are, but, uh, no, but I, the boxing, the boxing training is crazy. It's the best next to swimming, probably the best thing you can do. Uh, arguably harder than swimming. I don't know. Um, I've never done uh long long sessions of swimming but like the boxing stuff it's cathartic it's not that it's it's like oh i'm learning how to have a right hook it's like oh no no no. it's um it's like working three minute intervals and something that's uncomfortable and you're in a room with a bunch of guys because boxing stuff is intimidating because it's you either really know it or you don't kind of deal so when you you're not an expert you kind of like, especially as a dude, you think like, oh, fuck. <laughs> this guy thinks I'm a total jabroni. Like, uh, and I, I use, I need to get back into those because he, I'd be the only dude in a class in a fitness boxing class, and he'd smack the shit out of me if I was uh, being lazy. But it's it's kind of that duality you're talking about. Um, and you're. Back- I love the stri- I love the how strict it is, and it's it's like very black and white. I started training the first before I like was act I mean the first my first introduction to it was a retired a former marine been a marine for 27 years they learn their own kind of mixed martial arts in the marines and that he'd be like hands up hands up my arm I can't I'm going no I can't pick yes you can and then I mean that whole exercise of like well you know what yes I can I can I don't want to but I can and that mental training right there helps you in the yeah. In life, in I, the emotional stuff, when you're like, how am I going to make this business work? Well, I've felt this before. Yes, I can. Totally. I, I totally agree. And it's about balance. Uh, I, I guess I've been thinking about duality a lot. Um, I, I Maybe. Paradox. I've been thinking about like duality and, and the, the paradox of life. But Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think about, I, I know I have a contrarian kind of logic. Too, I know mm-hmm. that's kind of my default mindset anyway. Um, whether I'm I'm saying something back to someone while I'm talking to them, or you know, I'm, but I may be thinking kind of like a, an attorney uh, does, where you're kind of thinking of the other side of the argument. That's kind of the comedian stuff training in me. But I've been thinking about duality a lot because you have to have balance. I'm like, I can't keep up with the clip I'm going at right now because I. I hate hearing stories of people that are like, I was a workaholic 
where I put too much in my business or shit that didn't matter and I should have been home and I should have really been thoughtful about what I was doing instead of like dicking around on your phone and stuff. And so like, yeah, um, that's a time suck. I'm trying to get better about like when I'm home it you know, try to be in the moment a little bit more, uh, stop trying to like not a screen doesn't have to be on all the time. You know, you can be in silence. You can go do stuff without earbuds in. That's the kind of stuff I'm working on because it's like, I'm way the other way on that, on that side, but we're getting, off kilter totally we are okay i did want to say you live in hawaii for anybody that's listening and you're back for for uh aforementioned reasons but i that we talked about that hawaii's tough it's surprisingly tough to live there and be really motivated well i actually i mean as you're mentioning that i am i am transitioning myself out of oh out of maui for the for the reasons that i mean it's just going to be hard for me it's 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 been great i've been doing so much writing and that's been nice um and i have a lot going on there but yeah to take to take my business to the next level um i need to surround i have to surround myself with um with like-minded people that are on fire for what I want to do. And that, that's not, it, it was, it's been great for while I've been there. And, and I went back to, I originally went there to, to go back to school, which was nice. And as I, um, as I launched this and everything. Yeah. But it, it's been great for what it was. And, it's and too, it's just too awesome. <laughs> SoCal, SoCal, uh, never had any rain, <laughs> And so you just took it for granted all the time that you had great weather. I assume that's, I mean, I only know that living there. I assume Hawaii is so awesome that like you need a little bit of like shitty weather and you need like a little bit of get up and go and a little urgency. I feel like. Yes. We lived in Auburn, Alabama and you're an Auburn person as well. Like I couldn't take it because people were just like, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. I'm like, let's, let's go. Come on. We're dying. When is this? Like, when? What are we doing? Like, I don't want to go to Walmart. I just want to get this errand done. Like, uh, people are like the two pickup trucks that drive up next to each other. And just and chat. The, and just talk. Oh, yeah. And you're like, Do you, there's, We're, I'm right behind. But don't, you can't, I mean, if you honk, I mean, then they're just going to say, bless your heart. You're <laughs> not even, they're still stuck. Oh, yeah. Like, you're like a little, little retarded boy. Like, <laughs> bless your heart. And you're like, no. And they're like, eh, easy your, city yeah. boy. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Um, all right. Okay, so, so, so ask me the question that you asked me the first time because we, we're going to go. We're just going to keep going on a tangent. I know. I know. We talk. I it, need it's to explain. It's highway. Totally. Um, so explain what empath, uh, what empath is, and then we'll get into your story of how you kind of got okay. there. So um, I'm an integrative health coach, and um, what that means is that I primarily talk to people and help them address big issues primary health to me is relationship career how do you find joy it's secondary to what you're putting in your mouth nutritionally like how much broccoli you're eating or blueberries etc we can talk about diet typically you know someone has um you know i want to lose 15 pounds i've never been able to do it well what's the real why are you holding on to that way i mean it's never dumb i don't want not gonna use a never but it's very rarely it's not what you're eating. It's what limiting beliefs do you have? Why are you holding on to that? Um, and when you can address those bigger issues, that's sustainable. Um, and I did go back to school to... What school? I went to the um, 
Institute for Integrative Nutrition All right. um, out of New York. But I went back to school to get the degree or the certification for it. But, I mean, the real reason that I picked that school, a friend of mine told me about it, and I looked at their, like, little online video, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, my, I live this. I've already – what, I did this on my own before I knew this was a thing. I didn't know that, oh, you can go to school for this. What did the video sh- show? Well, I mean, it was it was talking about healing yourself from the inside out, addressing relationships. What is your career? What how, You know, those primary nutritional things. It mm. was talking about that. And even you and I were looking at that circle of life that one time. Oh, yeah. And that, I mean, that's something that they use in, you know, what is your spirituality? What grounds you? And it doesn't have to be that you are you know, nothing against like Catholicism or, or organized religion at all, but it doesn't have to be that you, that you go to church every Sunday. Sure. It can be, you know, what grounds you, what motivates you, what do you believe that's bigger than you that, that when all else fails, you know, you can do faith through works. You you can volunteer once a week and that could be your something bigger than you outside yourself that, that, you know, I mean, sometimes, I mean, speaking, sometimes I go sit out at Hokipa, famous windsurfing spot in Maui, and I sit there on the rocks, and I just ask the, you know, Pacific Ocean, seriously, okay, help me, where am I, ne- where am I going next? Very often, I, stuff that's bothering me, I ride it, and I stick it in the ocean, like, here, take this, I'm done with this. So, you know, those types of things. You're but, l- littering thoughts in the ocean. Well, no. it's paper, you know. No. Are you physically writing stuff and putting it out there? Absolutely. Or? Oh, wow. No, I I was making a joke. Uh, <laughs> no, that's good, though. I mean, there's something, again, like the boxing class, there's something cathartic about visually seeing yourself do that. Uh, I think, uh, I can't remember where I heard this. I want to say radio lab, but like going to the beach or going to a mountain, uh, we're, it's so ingrained in us to, uh, be calming Mm -hmm. because we're primal and you could see your predators from all directions, but now you can kind of cancel one out if it's the ocean. So you can see stuff coming. Uh, same with the mountain. You have the high, high vantage point. Fun fact. Well, that's well with the ocean. The ocean, ocean waterfalls, water in general. The sound of water. I mean, sound is scientifically proven to. I mean, the frequency of it. I don't know the exact, but I mean, it is scientifically proven to calm you down. Sure. Um, the, I don't know. Like they play harps have a certain frequency, like the whatever frequency is supposed I, I don't know the exact thing, but, I mean, they play it for people in surgeries here at Tampa General. They oh have yeah. a harpist. Um, if I need to get focused, I listen to classical music, um, which I, d- I couldn't name anything, any symphony or any yeah. of that. I just put it on Spotify. Or um, my fa- one of my favorite bands is uh, Explosions in the Sky, which is the uh, – it's an – instrumental band out of texas they did like all the friday night light score uh if you ever watch that show or movie and um like that gets you focused it gets you in the moment and like the uh, and actually one of the best concerts i've ever seen um yeah no singer that that's that's amazing well so you mean there's so much with sound healing crystal bowls stuff like that and i mean it can sound depending on what if someone just hears that they might think oh that's woo well no there's definitely scientific based evidence to in the ocean have you you know the himalayan salt lamps people put them in their house uh-uh. no 
No, it sounds like a good strain of weed. (laughs) (laughs) You ever tried that Himalayan salt lamp, man? It's going to be out there now. (laughs) Um, So you've seen it. It's an indica. You sleep a lot. You co- you've never seen the pink one? You they plug them in? Okay. Well. Oh, I've seen I've seen like Himalayan salt. Um, okay. Well, so they have lamps too, and those mimic. They have um, they give off negative ions, which are what the water gives off too, which is for healing and calming, and it purifies your house. Huh. So FYI, fun fact for you. That's good. That probably. bag right there for for your baby we'll, boy. That's we'll open it at the end of the episode. Not, there's not a Himalayan salt lamp in there, but I can't, I'm wishing there was now. Okay. Who who would have thought? I'll look it up. Christmas. I'm gonna write that Christmas. down. Himalayan weed salt. <laughs> um, so let's. Uh, I I want to make sure I'm not uh, stepping on you explaining empath, but your story of how you got there really kind of gives you the credibility to kind of do this and i want you to kind of figure out the best way to tell that obviously you're probably sick of telling it um no pun intended but uh but like uh, yeah <laughs> I got that late. yeah Sorry. not bad not bad for uh <laughs> no sleep um but my thing is um i think your story is inspiring and it does it, it it gives you the thing i you can always go i went through this so i know you can do it too mm-hmm. um to a degree obviously but like i think a lot of people can get defeatist when they get bad news and i think the value of what you're doing is being that that person that goes hey i was there man yeah and it didn't and i had good times during it uh after it i had bad times after it so I'll let you explain so I'm okay. not so general, but uh, you can go into it. Well, I think that everybody has their own breaking point and people are ready to get well, healthy, like in all the ways that we were just saying, in uh-huh. the whole circle of life with what you're eating, your life, your relationships, career, blah, blah. People are ready to do that when they're ready. There's nothing that I can do or anyone can ever do to make them do that. And that part I know for sure because I definitely <laughs> – I had to have some super low points before I was ready to make changes. So I'd say the first like big thing was being 25 and I got diagnosed with cancer. And um, and by the way, I'm not. It doesn't bother me to talk about it. Really, it took me. It really took me starting this business to say anything because I didn't. It was like my life. I didn't actually know that it was different. I just did what I did. Just like I said, how I found that school. And then I'm like, oh, I did that. I've d- oh, there's a school for this? Like, I've already done that. I didn't know that what I, I did what I did, was right. for my own survival. I had to tap into it. But I, I, I just thought it was just me. Just like you're like awesome at comedy. Like, that's just you. I just thought, oh, uh, this is what I do. Act, but, uh, but I have too. I'll, yes, I have. Uh, not lately. Um, but I'll say uh, – we talked about Nicholas Snap and mm-hmm. him and I uh, share nerd notes and <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I'm trying to work on this project management thing. It's like the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm making it custom style. Here's how I'm going about it. He's like, Oh, that's the McKinsey theory. And I'm like, Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I've just been coming up with <laughs> right. stuff organically because it just is, you just have to, um, it just made sense to you. Yeah. You just sit and go, well, what am I going to do? Sit around and, like, I, I, I'm i going to go do what makes this a little bit better. Uh, I think 
people can wallow and you having that mentality of telling people, Hey, stop, try not to focus on that mm-hmm. as much and just try to move forward. Um, may, may help minimize a lot of that because pain and going through chemo and stuff, um, when you're lethargic and, uh, and, you know, physically you look, you don't even look like the same person. So that, that yeah. plays with your, your emotions and, uh, you know, that plays with your mental state and your disposition at the same time, if you have that mentality you have, which is very football, like it's like, okay, well I just got, you know, my dick knocked in the dirt. Now I got to go get back up. I got another play, you know, go back to the huddle. Yeah. And and we got another one. Auburn's defensive line has given some quarterbacks this season that exact feeling. Hey, Carl Lawson, man. Yeah. I like him. He's back. But well, that's another podcast. That's another, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll have Sorry. you on the college. I had to plug it. We'll have the it. we'll have you on the college football <laughs> okay. one. The triple option. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're giving away a ticket to the national championship. Oh my gosh, which is gonna be here in Tampa. Mm-hmm. I got off the plane and saw that. I almost like fell down. Best best review online gets ticket. Uh, to the game from oh us. my gosh, I'm gonna be working on it. Okay, yeah. So, well, one of my um, one of my mottos, I'd say, I I, lo- I live by so many quotes. I love them. They motivate me. And my own affirmations. Some of them, I don't. I'm not saying I coined this one, but at least it makes sense to me uh-huh. that living in fear isn't living. And even if even if you get a a death a a death a diagnosis that you might not make it, I mean. Okay, well, I you have a choice. You always have a choice. Um, and I can either accept it. Uh-huh. And, and I can either accept, you know, all right, this is going to suck, blah, blah. Or I can put a smile on my face and go through it with grace and do the best that I can. Um, especially if I'm going to die either way. I mean, I'd rather go out um, living, quote, unquote. No, you know? that, I mean, so, that's a good that's a good way to go about it, you yeah. know? So, and it, and it really, it, I mean, without knowing, I mean, it, in, it inspires people around you. Like, someone's got to take care of me. I can't do it. I've got nurses. I've got people showing up for me. Well, I can either be pissed off and mad and, and angry and kicking and screaming along the way, or I can, I can bring in some cookies and cheesecake, and maybe that's the Southern in me or whatever. I can, I can you know you know, do the best that I can have fun with it. And I mean, there are times when you're absolutely, I know for sure there are times when you just don't have anything and you need to ask for help. I think people are so much more willing to come and help you when you're not being a victim, you know, when they see you helping yourself, even if it's, I mean, I've been, I've had arthritis so bad I couldn't pick up a glass of water, but I'm, I would scoot it to the edge of the table. I would never let someone just feed me water like a bait I would just never do it I would at least you at least try I would at least try and I think that it helped people around me to help me but um yeah so I got cancer when I was 25 and I went through chemo for six months and um I've just always been super sensitive and that the chemo just kind of kicked me in the butt yeah <laughs> it, it, like not I I mean like my doctors would say that I just I had it I had it really bad and um and I had so many amazing people show up for me and help me and um, help me out with side effects and help m- me deal with, um, th- you know, pain and all, I mean, the community here in Tampa really our our friends really stepped up to the plate in any way that, that they could. <laughs> Florida's not all terrible. No, it's um, not. It's I, not just Florida. Well, I mean, I, but, uh, we have a lot of listeners outside this area and, uh, 
I try to explain, you know, as much as they think Tampa or Florida and or Florida is su- super fucked up and uh, <laughs> Zika filled. Uh, <laughs> there is a community in Tampa that actually exists, uh, much like any other city in the country. But it, it's just not we're just a, it's a young area. And hey, man, Florida's got everybody's fuck up family member that moved here for a second life. Anyway, that's yeah. a, that's another tangent. And those people, though, I mean, even those people and there that that I think, I mean, in their in their you know fucked up life they they put together a casserole and a salad and would drop it off I'm not, you know, well, whatever I'm, I'm not talking about like we had a nurse that uh helped deliver our baby and basically was our all-star because uh, everybody else sucked when we got to the delivery room a month ago and she moved here from california She's one of the rare good ones that moves. We don't get a lot of good imports. We get a lot of deadbeat dads from Kalamazoo, Michigan, or something like that. You know, like, that's what, that's all I'm saying is, like, there there is a community that was around you. You did have family around. Yep. You had the Cuban uh, family uh, with paper plates and uh, asking people to arm wrestle, I'm sure. Yeah, I wasn't eating it, but, I mean, the, <laughs> people, the nurses were well fed. But uh, tell me about... So you're 25, um, and I only know it from the guy's perspective, and I can only kind of try to live through what my sisters were when they were in their mid-20s, but that's an age where you're like, you're starting to think about, you know, what you want to do with your life for realsies, not just like, mm-hmm. I got out of college, and I'm trying to scramble for a job kind of deal. Like, you're, I think women are really trying to not not nest, but really plan what you want to do uh much better about thinking about that you're not totally that personality i don't think because you keep telling me you're not a girly girl which is why uh i like having you and beth miller um together because you yeah. neither of y'all are um but you both really are part. but right, you know you are. both actually are um so my thing is like i try to think I don't about i even know what that means but i'm just gonna go with it you guys think you're not girly girls but you actually are you're you're women you're just not over the top about hey i i watch uh the bachelorette and shit like that okay well for beth that's listening i mean there's a whole she's there's not, a whole she's not listening she will <laughs> there's a whole there must be a whole psychology in that that we're trying to deny that we're girly girls sure sure well no i think it i don't i think y'all don't don't want to be like seen as i'm i'm not a desperate housewife yeah i'm not this kind of chick i'm a real human being kind of deal um so okay so i had just gotten married at 25 i you know speaking of that i mean i had been married for three weeks i i three weeks after three weeks and i got diagnosed with cancer and i and yeah i mean i I was going to start teaching. Well, I mean, I can't have, I can't be around children. I can't, you know, so I'm like not working. So, I mean, yeah, now my husband of three weeks is going to support both of us. We have medical bills. Thankfully we had insurance and all of that. And, but so, You're yeah, like, I mean, it was remember just a lot. Remember our vows, honey. <laughs> yeah. Till death do us part. Yeah. Hopefully it's not that soon. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get rid of me. You're not getting rid of me that quickly. Look, I, I saw the trailer for The Faults of Our Stars or whatever oh, that. And hell I was no, like, I did I not started watch like that. bawling. I was like, oh my God, I'm turning into. People are like, Kim, you would love this. And I'm thinking, no, I live that. I'm no, totally yeah, you cool already did it. going to see that. Right. But anyway, I, um, yeah, so I, you're right. I mean, that, that was super hard. I also, at 25, um, immediately, I, the type of chemo I got put me in menopause. 
So, and that's like a change of life that happens for people over sometimes a decade, whatever. I mean, this is like, okay, rip, let's rip the bandaid off, you know? So as I'm recovering, I mean, I felt crappy, but I didn't know what was like, I, I'm bending down to get dog food and I can't stand up. Sure. Like, everything hurts. I mean, I don't know what is what I like, gained all this weight. And anyway, I went through, I had again, um, that, that was quite, that was like a five year thing trying to, you know, really deal with that. Um, I took a bioidentical hormones eventually and had what, a really great doctor here. What is that? Bioid- so, I mean, you can take estrogen, like pharmaceutical, FDA approved, but it's not real. It's fake, made in a lab. Bioidentical is, it's compounded cream, and it's actually... Like they, HGH? They, no, HGH is that you can do a cream. Exactly. And it increases I testosterone. So originally I had to take estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. I was low on all of them. But everything – so what happened was um, the type of – I'm coming back to that. But the type of cancer Mm -hmm. I had was of my immune system. Well, 70% of your immune system is in your digestive tract. So anything that I would try to ingest, whether it's Advil or broccoli, like whatever it is, I can't – I was sick before I even got it. Now I get all this chemo and stuff on top of it. Well – I have to heal that. It my digestive system, my immune system is super sick. Like chemo killed the cancer. It didn't help repair what was wrong in the first place. Mm. So now, okay, and so now I'm going through this menopause. Well, finding something like bioidentical hormones, which was a cream that they rubbed on my skin. Um, well, when I could absorb that, and and the molecular, it's bioidentical, and it it won't ever be FDA approved because you don't make it in a lab, and there's it's not, okay. um, it just won't ever in our country the way that, but I mean like Europe has it, and their their medical um, system works differently than ours, of course. but yeah, all things like melatonin and all of those things in in Europe are regulated. Because I mean, like s- melatonin, you can go buy like one milligram or ten milligrams of melatonin. That's really a huge, wide variety and range, and I'm gonna, I'm that gonna, can be dangerous. I mean, people should. I'm shouldn't gonna be ask a dumb question: What does that do? Melatonin. I thought that was like uh, people took that when they had to sleep. That's or exactly had, right. Well, yeah. melatonin is what tells your body you like during the day you should not be producing so much melatonin. You should it it um it's a hormone and it's a hormone that um regulates your circadian rhythm, which is when you should be sleeping. Mm. So for instance, if you're traveling, like I just came back from Maui and that's a six hour time change, I take melatonin to help my body, like this is when you need to be sleeping, this is when you need to be sleeping. But you have to it's a schedule one or something here. You have to like go to No, you can just go to Village Health of the health food store and buy it. I'm saying uh, that in uh, Europe okay. in Europe it's probably more like what we would call a schedule one. You have to have a prescription for it. Whereas here we can buy it over the counter because it's it's just it's not you can't regulate it. You can't make it in you don't make it in a lab. What pharmaceutical companies put patents on things that you can make in a lab. Melatonin's naturally occurring. Yeah. It's a hormone. Okay. Okay, so bioidentical hormones, they get compounded for you. For what your body needs. If I if my eyes drift off, I'm trying to just pay attention. I know so. I do that too. Okay. Either way, once I I was absorbing these things with the doctor that I was going to, he realized, you know what, you're not absorbing anything. Like, you're not absorbing B vitamins. Mm-hmm. Like every you've got to, we've got to get you. You've got to start taking shots of stuff. We've got to get you these creams for everything. So I started my body. It self started to heal. I mean, within a year of taking those, I ran a half marathon, and I was like, I was kind of, I was like, 
I don't know how many pounds. I was at least 20 pounds overweight, but I mean, I'm 5'3". I had never weighed that in my life. I was like going through pant sizes because I had energy because I felt like myself because, and so, um, and then it was, this is on the upswing of feeling better. Oh yeah. No, I was feeling way better. I mean, I started to be able to, um, so this is a good, like 20 pounds kind of deal. Yeah. I was overweight. I had gone like, you know, when, when you think of women going through menopause and later in life, I mean, they put weight on, I did. Look, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a dumb guy and just go, okay. Sure. Mm -hmm." (laughs) I know. I I mean, I'm, I know of menopause. I don't know. Like, look, we just had a kid and I was like, yeah, I got this. And I was like, man, I didn't know anything going on. Like, uh, even though, yeah. Um, and so like with menopause, let's say for the, for the dumb fellas out there, um, well, you're stop making, you don't make those, you don't make estrogen, progesterone in testosterone. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I, I mean, we're obviously male, female. We both make all three of those hormones. Right. I, just at a di- I, I don't have as much testosterone as you would be. That's awesome. Uh-huh. I've got a lot of estrogen <laughs> though. <laughs> right. So whatever we, 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 it, I blame my these, two older sisters for the estrogen. Right. Um, well, the thing is, is that when you are you start to make less of those the in your later years. So, but I was 25. I was supposed to be having, I, I should have had, you know, my body was acting like it was 20 years, 30 years older uh-huh. than it was. I felt that way too. Right. Now we have all this anti-aging medicine is what it's called. Sure. I kind of feel like that's a bad name for it, but I mean, it makes you feel better. Some, either way, they, the doctor started helping me identify. It was outside of quote unquote Western medicine. They started helping me identify you're, you feel, still feel sick because you are sick. You can't absorb this stuff. So as I start to feel better, I mentally also, um, yeah, of yeah, course. I, mean, it's, it, it, I, I could clearly, I, I could identify. Yeah. A part of the reason I'm so spacey right now is because I haven't been taking care of myself physically. I get that on a, a very micro level. That's, uh, what you're going through is a very intense level where, you know, hey, I'm back on the upswing. Here's what worked. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll tease this question and I'll, I'll tell you something that helped me that was kind of um, a little bit natural that I didn't think would work. Um, but I, I was going to say, let's get how did you get from feeling better to uh us meeting and talking about wanting to do this business well i had one more large lesson so i I went through this year where i kind of i was feeling so much better i was doing the bioidenticals i was starting to take um replace supplements and blood builders that were help i had had blood cancer and i was feeling great and i was exercising and my husband at the time got transferred to germany i was still i was training for this half marathon and um flew to San Francisco to do it, came back and I got super sick. And what I didn't know was that I had a gene um, for react that's largely related to reactive arthritis. Anyway, my body kind of exploded into this arthritis and it's an autoimmune condition, which when you have an autoimmune condition, that means that your body is attacking you. It's, it's your immune system again. So Mm -hmm. I knew all right, I've had cancer of my immune system, which means my immune system is weak. Now my immune system is so active that it's attacking me. Um, I knew that that wasn't an accident. I was super frustrated. I did not want to go through this crap again. But, I mean, here I was. I mean, I was like, a part of, I was kind of laughing. Like, all right, seriously? Now I'm stuck on the couch. Like, I can't move. My knee is huge. My I can't. I mean, 
I it takes eight pounds of pressure to squeeze a shampoo bottle. Oh, good to know. I didn't know the PSI on that. I had two pounds in my hands. Like I couldn't tear toilet paper. I couldn't do anything. I mean, I was like an invalid I- adult asking people to dress me. I mean, it was just not fun. So, I mean, that. It, it's very vulnerable. Oh, my gosh, yes, and kind of humiliating, frankly. I mean, you just really don't. I mean, again, my husband at the time wanted to hire a an in-home nurse. I had one for like two days, and, and I said, heck, no, I can't. No, I can't do it. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, I'm sure that, the conversation was fun with that. So, <laughs> what are you into? <laughs> yeah. Um, to, uh, be, to be real honest, I mean, I was already not feeling well, and I, and I was sitting on the couch, and I saw. I saw this girl. She was very overweight. She was picking her nose, Ugh. sitting there. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is not going to work. Get the burger queen out of here. We got to go. She's going to have to go. And you know what? But th- those things drove me to like, well, I I popped my shoulder, bo- my, sh- my collarbone out of socket because I'm like, fine. That's fine. I'm not having an in-home nurse. I'll dress right. myself. Well, yeah, I, I might. That, so... <laughs> I'm just stubborn. I mean, the the stubbornness got but stubborn's not a bad thing. No, all the time it's bad if like if it became if you broke your leg because you're <laughs> stubborn. Uh, popping your shoulder out is pretty bad. Um, it was my collarbone. Okay, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I would say, and I was so pissed. And I apologize. I know the story. I'm trying to. I'm trying to set you up, but I forget all the beats to the story because I've well, read it. We don't it. have to go through no, all no, of it. No, I'm, no, 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 we're fine. That's why this. That's why podcasts are great. We can. We have the time. Okay. Um, but my thing with that is, uh, yeah, I, your story is on your website, empathcoaching.com, and um, I think part of part of what's missing is you telling it uh, like this because. It's not going to go through the, like, hey, these two days sucked when I had a nurse. And um, because that's, I think that's the stuff you can relate to. Look, most of us are going to get cancer, sadly, at some point. One in three. Take it away. Cancel what you just said. That's not nice. No, it's just putting it out there. No, No. that it's just statistics. I don't agree. Okay, well, you know what I mean, though. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to be vulnerable and we're going to be sick and we're going to need other people's help and... Uh, even though you're a very balanced and kind of even keeled person uh, with a uh, positive disposition, that there's going to be days where you don't have that. You yeah. know, it's hard to be consistently that way. Um, oh, no, I freak out. Sure. I freak out moments. Sure, we all do. And I think that is part of the empath yeah. path. Again, like I do, I freak out, but I do, f- I freak out and then I don't, I don't make decisions out of the freak out. I don't make decisions from the spot that I'm freaking out. I freak oh, out. Yeah. I recognize, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to live. I'm not leaning into this fear. But, yeah, I, so, okay. I mean, so, yeah, I got I got that arthritis. That, having that, that, and it took me years to recover, but that was where I had to really dig in deep and heal myself from the inside out. So, in, in going through that arthritis, I mean, like I, I've said so many times, having that was harder than me having cancer because having cancer was like nope this is your protocol this is what you're doing I had a lot I mean that has such a a harsh ring to it you know I had a lot of support and I had a lot of support through the arthritis too but it was the humiliating vulnerability of that I kind of stayed inside a lot um 
I had a lot, I, I mean, I had a lot of rehab to do and, um, and I found a really great, her name's Sharla and she works here in Tampa at Swan Holistic Health, Health Solutions. What up girl? What up? <laughs> she's amazing. She's like my little mad scientist, but she started, she just helped me heal from the inside out and, and through her, I met a lot of other people that were really, that really helped me on my path. Yep, your empath. That's my empath. I mean, it's a little corny why we came up with that, but I mean, it kind of plays into the name and the brand Mm -hmm. uh, because it is a path. It's a journey. You're trying to get better. You're trying to take one route over the other. Um, In doing this, I've always loved helping people. I was a teacher. Um, I will always be a teacher. I mean, not of elementary students, but I mean, I love. (laughs) You're like fuck them, but yeah, (laughs) no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're terrible monsters. Mm -hmm. But I'll I'll teach sixth grade or above for sure. (laughs) I just did teach elementary. I'm just saying I'm not going to be in a school setting Uh teaching. But I mean, I love speaking and workshops and and doing that and sharing. And um, I didn't always know that I would that what I was going through was prepping me for being able to share and 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 help other people but um yeah definitely almost I mean and I in when I have clients I don't it's hard for me as they're talking I often I think oh yeah did that dope Mm -hmm." but I don't you know that comes across as misknowable so I mean really like you mentioned way earlier you you don't blurt out like I do I listen I was gonna say you said earlier you just have to listen I I feel it but I mean that is the way that I can empathize with them because through those two big major things there are so many micro stories of moments that I I know through going through that there are times where I can I mean yes I might be hurting or whatever but I can pick myself up you know and I mean like okay so divorce there's that's like a 50 percent divorce rate in this country well part of me getting on my path was getting divorced and that's nothing against at all against my ex-husband but I mean that was a thing that I had to do relation I had to look at my relationships and where did that kind of coincide with the treatment and recovery and well I was married for 10 years and it was as at like toward the end of my arthritic recovery um I was still really not I had through like separation I had just kind of started running again and I I was I remember not being able to properly walk even when we got separated so I mean it was like really towards the end but I felt this there's not one reason really that leads up to that kind of thing but I mean I did feel this internal fire and I wanted I thought that we would go do that together but as I started expressing I just sort of I was at a point where I had been so frustrated and I felt like I was getting ready to launch something big in my life. I wanted to do it. I thought we would do it together, which is okay. I mean, you kind of, when people walk away, you, you got to let them go. Business, sure. wherever that well, is, you know. Y'all dated in high school? Yeah. So, right. like, I mean, that's mm-hmm. so rare now. That is like a very Auburn kind of couple story. Like, Well, we went w- to Auburn together. Right, too. that's what I'm saying. Like, y'all dated for a decade exactly. and you got married at 25, you know, um, I'm a huge Loveline fan forever, and like <laughs> they always talk about like uh, someone will call in, uh, usually like Midwest or or Southern, and they'll call in and it'll be like I think wife's cheating uh, or husband's cheating or whatever, and it's like when y'all start getting together, and it's like high we're high school sweethearts, and it's like that's yeah. tough because you never well, I don't the know. person that you are. I mean, so yeah, I mean we had gotten 
again, that was, that was probably the spot in relationships in general are huge. I mean, those are the ones we're, we're social beings. Humans are social. And so relationships, friends, family, those things are very primary, almost the number one thing that is holding people back in taking a step. I mean, even people even have fears around, I mean, especially have fears around like, well, what if I launch this business? What if I go, you know, are, are these people that I love, are they the, they're yeah. not going to come with me or how does that look? So, and then when you think of like a romantic relationship, I mean, good, there's just the psychology of that goes on and on. Like right. you're mirroring each other. So yeah, I mean, I got together with this person from a, from a juvenile standpoint. I had been through a lot. It wasn't juvenile right. for me anymore. And that's nothing against, and, and for him too. I mean, I'm sure that, that wasn't super, he was probably like, see ya, sicka. Well, it's kind of <laughs> like having food when you're a kid. I was like, crystal clear Pepsi is rad, man. I'm so glad Sherry. it's back. And then you have it. You're like. Ugh, my taste buds were weird right. when I was right. little. Uh, Surge? Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. I'll drink a whole case of that. And then I had like half a sip. I was like, oh my God, this feels like battery acid. Yes. It's kind of the same thing. Vienna sausages. Oh. <laughs> no, you never. <laughs> oh, Tripp's going to want some Vienna sausages. You're really? going to have to open them up. Oh, look, I was the weird kid that ate raw hot dogs. Please don't give him And put Cool that. Whip on them. I was a weird Shut up. Oh, I yeah. have never heard that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you just took the in the vision yeah. the the visual of that is just really real gross. Just get a gross. get a wiener out of the pack and then just dip it in there. Double wow. dip all the way. And the sisters wow. never knew until they found out. <laughs> now they know. Oh, they know. Uh it's it we Everybody's been married now, so that had to have come up at of at a a speech. Oh, we play repeater. We play repeater of stories all the time. So they still think I eat uh, bread and butter because that's all I used to eat like when I was like nine, oh, nine or ten when I was at Thanksgiving and so being one of the younger maybe usually the youngest in the family in the room for a while you get clowned on for hey, right. you gonna you want stuff in or bread and butter and you're like all right, I'll, 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 exactly. I'll take whatever well that circles right that that comment right there circles back to what you were saying earlier about your friends and hey I'm not that I'm this right. smart business guy. It's really hard to reprogram that. It is. And, and okay, so what I was saying about the relationship thing, it is that also I mentioned that this 50% divorce rate or whatever. And, I mean, that who's to say that in the, the, the people that are married, I mean, relationships need – this is a very primary thing to our health. Right. Period. And, um, and, again, like having the vulnerability to take a look at yourself – I remember, I mean, going, th that's just another big part to me. Of, I mention it about my business because, and what I do, because I was very ashamed to get divorced. I was totally ashamed. I see now in my work, me not going through that, I would not be able to do it. I, I, I wouldn't be able to empathize in the same way that I can because I had to, when that was removed from me, I had so much to learn and grow because the only relationship I had really known was from being in high school. I mean, there was so much that I could hide behind that I didn't have to deal with. I will never forget telling like, my kids. Tinder? What is this? <laughs> I promise I've never used Tinder <laughs> at the, the... Okay, Cupid. <laughs> this thing's weird. I don't know about this. Yeah. I, um... A friend of mine in Maui dressed up like the Tinder app for Halloween last year. It was pretty. It was pretty good. You would have totally really? appreciated it. Hit yeah. like a swipe right, the arrow. Really? Yeah. Mm. That's putting it out there Might for sure. Yeah. yeah. 
I think you can. I think you I do grinder just because I want to go to the gay parties. <laughs> well, just I'm. I like that you're just putting that out there. Oh, gay parties are way better. They're way food's better. Uh, more everybody's excited. Oh my gosh, I totally hung out with the gay guys when I was getting divorced. I'm yeah. like, this is safe and fun. Oh yeah, the gay mafia is real. Uh, if <laughs> they, you, you, they'll take you in. Uh, you got to be welcome. So I, I sat there. I'm like, okay. So talk to me about this. I just read Cheryl Strayed's, uh, Stray, what's, what was, oh, hello, Wild, I think, yeah. I had just read it, and she has this scene in the book where she's kind of, she hasn't gone through divorce, but she's taken herself on this big the uh, Pacific Trail hike and uh-huh. packing her monster backpack and all this stuff, so. I only know the the Reese, my old church buddy, Reese Witherspoon movie. Yeah. Uh, so she goes out and she's camping and she's out with all these guys and they're like looking at her like, what are you, what is this chick doing? She's got this, she is clueless. She's out here in the wild by herself. What is she doing? She's uh, like trying to find herself. Well, so they, she has like these condoms that fall out of her backpack and they throw uh, them away. They throw them away. Like she does not need to use these condoms so i would have been reading the book so i'm out <laughs> all right well they they were like i think in there they were trying to protect in the book they're trying to protect her by, by right. not giving her protection exactly <laughs> by not giving her you would think that that part of the story would take place in the <laughs> south it did not it was in <laughs> oregon but anyway so oh. i'm out one night oh, there's I'm, rednecks everywhere don't worry about it well i'm sitting i'm sitting at um i'm sitting here having a glass of wine and i'm like I'm just going to ask these people this question. They're strangers. And I asked this lady. I'm with some. They're they're gay and lesbians. And I said, so is it my job to have condoms? Am I supposed to have the condoms? <laughs> she slapped me across the face. I swear. And I'm like, what she, the fuck? She's like, I don't know. No, she goes. No, she said. And she goes, you need to wake up. What's wrong? Of course it is. I'm like, okay. Okay. Got really? It. Oh, yeah. She's like, uh, yeah. I feel like a both sides well yeah but i'm saying well should i she's basically like yeah i don't rely on some oh yeah 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 man i i was taken to freaking boot camp on the whole on all the relationships i'm so glad you said boot camp on relationship stuff i totally was but i mean i've like and people i've dated i mean like i've had have a lot of fear frankly around like a current relationship that i'm in i mean i'm moving uh, i don't know what to do but i mean one thing i can say for sure is having that one that going through a divorce having that removed from me i will never i'll just never lean into that again i mean i've got a you know people have to show up equally i've yeah. learned i can be anyway i think that part me going through that divorce ha- will help me and does help me empathize with people in all relationships the way that I had to kind of dig in and learn. Wait, I want to say what I... What no, my, no, you're fine. You have time. I know, but I want to say what my... I was going back to what my counselor said, so... The next meeting crit- I have is like 33 minutes away or something like that, so you're fine. So that my counselor tells me, she goes, uh, so I'm getting divorced, I'm sitting there, and she goes, Kim, okay, let's talk about you. I'm like, no. You know, he did, da 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 and we're, like, are getting divorced, and she goes, she would, like, not let me say anything. No, what about you? About you? And I, I sat there, and I'm, she kept asking me, and I'm, like, what do you mean, what about me? And I just realized in that moment, it, like, this whole realization of, you know, I've never really, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even have an answer, because yeah. I've not ever really need, I don't know. Oh, so I'm, like, oh, so I get, 
Mm. Oh, okay. I was oh. like all these like self-reflection. Exactly. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everything sort of reorganized, like a little Tetris thing, like click, 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 click. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you have to calibrate yourself mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's always good to I try to take walks without anything as well. Like take 10, 20 minute walk. I'll do it around here out of the office or uh, in our park near our house. And I try to leave the phone at home so I can do that. Like, all right, I have no option but to really think about what's going on. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of valuable. That's something I do to kind of almost get your tuning fork kind of just right a little bit. Or your compass or whatever metaphor yeah, you want to use. Yeah, because you notice signs. I mean, that stuff comes to you when you are paying attention. If we're not ever paying attention. But, I mean, I also think, like, uh, I I always think, like, I think you and I have this thing where we think we're th- thinking we're ve- – we think we, we're very s- maybe narcissistic or self-absorbed if we're mm. thinking about ourselves a lot. But a lot of the time it's, uh, A, if – if you don't figure out yourself a little bit, if you don't spend a little bit of time uh, trying to figure that out, uh, everything else will kind of your Tetris. You'll you'll leave that uh, that four banger line in Tetris. You'll leave that little hole open. Um, yeah. Well, if we don't know what we want, then everybody around then we are sending out a totally confused message. If we're not taking care of ourselves and asking for what we need or expressing that, then everybody else around us is also confused. We're just, it's just like a cycle. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's so many crutches. And so, then, but then both in a position, we're both in a position to kind of give back to whoever we're talking to at any given minute because, <clears throat> and not like in a, a douchey kind of way, like I'm Tony <laughs> Robbins or something like that. But I feel like <gasps> I have a He's lot of, He's <clears throat> not a douche. Uh, I can't tell. I don't know. Is he? Is I he think not? he's brilliant. I think he is the ultimate empath. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, he is. I would say that, but it's like t- he's not your guru, but he is mine. Bam! <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh, well, he's like, you gotta get in your fucking face and get out of here, or something but like that. But then he explains why he says that. He says he's trying get to it. to re. I get it, but I mean, it's also like I wouldn't want someone to say that to me. I feel like I'd say it right back, like no, get, but. I, I feel like that's all love line listeners. It was all the people at that thing in that Netflix <laughs> thing. And it was all people was like, all right, just break it down to your parents fucking you up. And that I was loved, everybody. I love the one, the like 40 something year old girl. And he's like, call him now, get on your cell phone and call that guy. And he's like, your dad fucked you up. Did he, what, did he make you the princess? Did he, well, he fucked you up. I was like, Oh, all he's damn. doing is decision tree shit. He's like, yeah. okay, let's go back. Okay. Those you got an eating disorder. Okay. Um, okay. Would you get that? Oh, high school. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just plug my own self right here and just say yeah. that. So you don't have to pay five grand to go to Tony Robbins thing. I mean, that, that's what you do when you call me. We, yeah, it's there you exactly go. Exactly like what it. we do. That's a good spin. That's why I liked him, though. I mean, because I did believe in his message. I mean, I would have trouble sitting sure. with five thousand people. And I mean, I do think I think on that Netflix thing, I'm not your guru. He mentioned I think it's five grand ahead, and there's twenty five hundred people in there. And it takes place in South Florida, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, and he had total rights to that documentary too. So I was like, I don't know if I'm getting the full thing about this well, sure I, mean, I don't know i just i it's like scientology like i'm sure most of it's fine you know but it's like when they're too when people are too gung-ho unless you're and, tom cruise but his wife he, unless you're tom cruise's wife right like he gets medals for doing nothing in scientology so like 
my thing is uh it doesn't feel authentic to a degree and i know you got to go you when you're at his level you have to go to that uh super church celebrity mentality you know who i'd love you need we need to see can we get this on the podcast the couple on that show i'm not your guru and and she like reads out that the universe is mine and blah 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 and then he's like reading his thing and tony robbins is like shut the fuck up to the guy guy, and then he and then he starts roaring like a lion and i'm that one for me i'm like dude that's that's wow that's a that i couldn't really buy into that one and then they had like this awesome sex and they're having a baby like by the end of the week i don't know i was like Something got edited I remember, there. I don't remember that part. I, but. I do that. That one. See, I'm like the real. I, I clue into the relationship stuff. I think I was kind of perturbed by the end of that thing. I was um, perturbed by the lion roaring. Well, here's the deal. Like, it does show you that. And for me, it's like, okay, I'd rather people be there and spend five grand than um, just kind of go find other means to spend their time and do something shitty. Like at least it's in a. Pos- it's not five grand on the Himalayan salt weed, no. Right, well, right. Weeds, you know, okay. fifty bucks an eighth. So, oh, Hats oh, up. the salt, uh, Himalayan uh-huh. salt. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, it depends. I'm what listening. Kind of weed. So my thing is like, I don't, I don't get mad at anybody going to like church or that's super corny. You would totally go to hell if you got mad at people going to church. Well, I mean, good you could, call. Karma's uh, a bitch. You could, you could make a case for Catholicism, but I, I'll say like. Um, <laughs> If it's if it's in a good direction and it's and it's putting positive vibes out there, man, it's fine. Um, I think that the I'm not your guru stuff. It does show you that there's a there's a lot of people that can't pay or don't know that thing exists. Um, I feel like there's just a lot of people that do want to ask for this help and don't know how. So yeah. when we started talking about uh, empath. Um, in its zygote stage, it was like, well, you know, I, I totally agree that there's so many people that just need some, uh, as Burt Kreischer calls it, nautical beacons in their life. They just need people to keep them within the buoys, uh, to keep them going forward. Yeah. I mean, and you know, when I, when I started talking to you about it, I mean, it felt so big and so vulnerable. Like I knew I felt compelled to write and to share but I just didn't know how that would be received and I mean I feel so grateful to every time I share something I mean it is touching people's lives I mean they are people I put stuff on on Facebook or my blog whatever but I mean I get personal messages all the time and it just I mean it it keeps me going and no and helps me know that I'm on the right path I mean there's I don't get I haven't had any you're doing a simultaneous path you know, like yes. yours is it, me helping other people, right. totally helping me. Right. Because you're, you're towing a line. It's that balance again, the duality, all that stuff. Well, we're all connected. I mean, but totally. it, but I use I use our company as a comparison business wise with clients. I go, hey, man, we're going through the same thing right now uh, or we just went through that. So um, you're kind of coincidingly. That makes sense. Uh, kind of doing a lot of the same. You're going through di- Similar hurdles at different levels, if that, yeah. if that makes sense. So, like, um, you might have a client that talks to you. And what, I- what is the feedback thus far? When do we, when do we make a uh, kind of a public statement? What was that? Maybe two months ago? Not even? I think that my website that you design that people love all the time. Sweet. Um, I think that my website went live in July. 
And then you, you started putting it out there personally, which we talked about, like, start mm-hmm. with your friends and family. And you were, I think you were nervous about, you know, pushing this out there for that hubris part. Yep. And I remember reading all the comments, like, at a weird time one night. And I was like, that's awesome. Because there's so many people that was like, this is great. I'm so glad you're doing this. Uh, you know, like, it was a lot. It was, mm-hmm. uh, like, 50 or something like that. So, um, you know, I uh, I, I know... You, a lot of people get nervous about doing an entrepreneurial endeavor, especially one that has this kind of, it has a self-help part of it. It has a, uh, an intangible coaching part to it. Um, and I know you were nervous about, I was, I was trying to tell you like people do gravitate towards this kind of stuff. Not only the advice you're giving through impact, but the fact that you're doing this business and that's, that's another kind of coinciding story that you're going through, you know, because yeah. um, half of you is trying to figure out how to work with clients. But the other half of you is trying to go, hey, I want to make this business for real. And I, w- I want to get volume, not to be uber rich, but to really help people. Yeah, I mean, I definitely believe in the law of attraction and that, you know, you doing the right thing with the right intention attracts the right people that that need your help. I mean, one thing that I kind of felt nervous about was I don't want to put myself out there and for someone to think that I'm some kind of perfectionist or that, yeah, I have it all figured out, which is what you're saying. I mean, no, I've just been through it and I know how to help and I know how to listen. And, and really before I launched my business, I mean, I have helped so many people, so many people. I mean, if I had a dollar for how many people basically told me to do this, Kim, you've got to share, you've got to help people, people would come to me naturally. So, I mean, and that's when, when those things are happening, those are those signs that I was saying, I mean, those are little gifts coming to you, helping put you on your path, the little, the little cookie crumbs that are like telling me, Hey Kim, you should write, you should share you. Well, I'm saying should, you know what my grandmother says? She hates that word. She says you should all over yourself. I like that. That's what my grandmother says. Because really, I I can see how that's that that one could be removed. But well, either way, it, it's the thing of like I think we've talked about this. It's like, hey everybody, uh, I get a lot of this. It's like, um, hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do stand up one day, and then they, you get the credit for doing for saying it, but you you didn't actually do it. You know, like. Hey, I'm gonna run a marathon, and you tell a bunch of people, and they're yeah, like, "Yeah, good count. for you." That's not. <laughs> no, I think that's m- maybe more my age range of people just like, "Hey, I get credit for saying I'm gonna do this and putting it out there, man." It's like, yeah, you get a little bit. There uh, are a lot of ideas out there, but you gotta do it. You no. gotta <laughs> take the step. And I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, taking the first step—that's all you you have to do—is take the first step. Right. Whether you're running a marathon, you got to go to the first training. You run the first mile. You don't have to run 26. You know, day one, you can't. It's training. But doing those hard things, like me training for a triathlon or whatever, I mean, after, told me I couldn't walk. I mean, yeah. I mean, doing that, doing that every day, putting in the discipline helped me do the hard thing, which is starting this business. Knowing right. I start little, I have an awesome team, Law, Beth. Mm-hmm. Nick, Snap, I mean, I have a great, you know, surrounding myself with people that believe in me, that care about me, and that's what we all need to do. Yeah, 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 and um, yeah, and you gave us one of the best compliments uh, I told my wife when you told it to us, but you you said, like, you surround yourself with a lot of good people, and that's really great, and everybody, you were saying, everybody I've sent your way for stuff we don't handle, 
has been awesome. And that's been one of the best kind of uh, compliments that we may have to capitalize on and put on our website. But um, we're getting at about an hour 15. Um, I guess let's close it out and I'll open this gift at the end for my baby. But um, but where are y'all now? Where's where's Empath now? Where do you want it to go? Where I am now is um, just really enjoying the ride, I think. I mean, things are going at a pretty quick pace, growing um, quickly. You know, I mean, where I'm really enjoying the writing a lot more than yeah. I thought. Right. And I really see myself eventually having a book more so that I mean, I've always liked the public speaking and that kind of in the teaching, but the writing I'm, I'm really enjoying. You know, it's going to help that podcast. Oh, okay. You can look a podcast. This is easy, right? Mm -hmm. This wasn't like we, uh, this wasn't like a pulling teeth conversation. No, I um, mean, I can talk. Yeah. And so, <laughs> but I think that here's here, I'm going to make a pitch for a podcast again. Cause I think you're going to do it. It's just a matter of when, um, it's that thing that just like writing, it's going to help your writing. It helps me do stand up because I'm I'm trying to think about uh I'm trying to be curious while talking to someone. Cross training? Yeah, it yeah, it it it, it pulls a different muscle but a good muscle for other things. It's going to help you write because it's going to make you articulate. If you're smart and prepare unlike I do, uh <laughs> it'll really help you in your writing because it'll help you bullet point stuff out or you'll think about theories like here's the way I go about x y and z um and it'll help your whole business but that consistency for people that can't pay for your services that's kind of one of the reasons i did this because i get hit up for a lot of help and people are like hey can you can we sit down and go over this uh vegan restaurant i want to open up and i'm like yes and no like i'll talk to you about it over a beer but i can't do like a three four hour session um, why don't you do right. this? Why don't you listen to this podcast? Cause I'm trying to get any good advice from entrepreneurs, but also like realistic advice. Like you're saying, like, don't have this pity party. Just try to keep moving forward when, uh, when things are going horrible. Yeah. So, well, I, I do improv as well. So you're right. Yeah. I mean, eventually oh, yeah, you did that too. I, I look, yeah. I get surprised when anybody listens to some of the stuff. I No, I don't. I, I can't, I did improv before you. No, but that's me. still, I was already doing it anyway. Well, I'm really loving that I'm, when I work with my clients, I'm taking the credit. Yeah. Uh -huh. When I, <laughs> when I work with my clients, I, I mean, I leave a, a an hour session with them and I'm like, this is amazing. I mean, the growth of people, I mean, it's, uh, I just, I can't, that's where I'm like, I can't believe I get paid for this. I mean, this is right easy for me. They're having all this growth e easy in terms of like, it just happens very naturally listening the, the synchronicities, the, the, the books that I'll take off of my shelf to bring to a meeting or something. And I like that, that were just right in alignment for what they needed all of that. I, I, I just love it. I mean, so I'm loving life. I mean, and hoping, you know, obviously always want clients to come my way and that kind of thing. And I'll make two more pitches for you. All right, about let's go. About you I'm doing listening. a podcast. Um, a, it will, um, it'll be one of those real conversations you have all week. Because a lot of the time I'm doing work. 
And so for two hours a week, at least, I'm doing our college football one with uh, my good buddy and business attorney, uh, Steve Fantetti. And I, you know, you and I may never meet up if there wasn't a reason to do the podcast. Right. And have this hour and a half conversation that's, it's hyper-focused. I haven't looked at my phone the whole time. Um, and it, it's about your story, which I knew, but it's it, it's good to hear it again in the way you're kind of talking about it. So you'll go out of your way to reach out to people you don't even know that you would never have a reason to. So I'm trying to get like, the Cubs manager, Joe Madden, when they're done with the season, I don't, I wouldn't have a reason to go, Hey, can you come to my office? You know, like, so I can fanboy out. I lie. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's a great year. I see what you're saying. It's just a different way to connect and to connect the dots. And and we don't always have to know how they're all coming together, but I mean, it's expansion and, and working a different muscle. I like it. Plus I'm not, I'm not, I'm never knocking the podcast right now. I don't see where I have time to fit it in, but I'm not even, I'm uh, not going to put that uh, out there. You're already defeated. I'm not, I'm not. I right, know. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you what the breakdown is uh, for each podcast. For me, if I can find three hours a week for each, but you get so much more out of that. And those three hours really aren't three hours. So like, you know, like booking you on this, wasn't a big deal. It was like two emails, you know, yeah. b- back and forth. Okay, done. Uh, sometimes there's a lot of pre-booking stuff that takes a while with some people. So that averages out to about an hour before the podcast. And then afterward, uh, got to gotta make an image, got to upload it. Um, but I don't do any editing. And then it's just another thing to get out there on the business douchebag side of it. It's... <laughs> It's another it's another way to get your voice out there while you're doing other things and um and uh it's more content and all that stuff. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I like I'm it. I'm going to open the Let's skip. Let's see what what's in store What'd you for bring? Trip? Is this is it weed? Himalayan weed? I mean, that Too would much? be for you. Welcome I'm, to the club. I'm thinking this can help out with um it's when you're writing for comedy. Okay, it's a book on 100 parenting uh, milestones you never saw coming. Just read a few of them. I mean, Welcome they're pretty the hysterical. Oh, this is going to be embarrassing. I can't read out loud. Um, <laughs> Just like the highlighted, the... Um, baby's first photo session. I see something about shitting. Well, everyone knows. I mean, baby's first photo session, they puke on you. Everyone's trying to look cute, and they pee and puke, we're or doing they're tired. <laughs> okay. We're doing that on Tuesday. Okay. Well, then see. you know, First that. time you try to install a car seat and curse yourself for not getting that PhD in theoretical physics. That has to have already happened for oh, you. Oh, I sweated. I yeah. was in the parking lot, in the parking <laughs> garage, like... Uh, I hope I do this right. <laughs> Fucking, we have I mean, it's only the safety of your child. No right. pressure. No, they check it on the way out. I didn't know that either. So, like, you're getting, like, roasted as you're soon as, like. You're maybe going to fail and, like, dad, I'm dad's sw- oh, dude, on the way out of the I'm hospital. I'm sweating. I'm watching YouTube videos. Like, <laughs> I, uh, like I, I would not be a good SWAT team member right now. Uh, <laughs> diffusing a bomb. Thank you. This okay. is great. Uh, is there something? Oh, There's there a is few more. other. Okay. Some bi- <laughs> some appetite Teethers, teethers, te- <laughs> appetizers. Um, I love the stress of trying to read that. I can't, I'm so bad at reading out loud. Uh, Baconese. They're, you know, they're just, you can freeze the bacon. I mean, it's just a little new fun shape for when little Trip is teething. I like that. You it know, you look- can't, I can't get you like a normal, no, no, like, 
I love it. Ice ring teether. Look, it's the fact that you thought of us ahead of time to get this is is awesome. It and had your name all over it. There's it something looks, else in there. And it this actually one. it actually looks like the sticks in our uh, logo, but bacon. It, that must be why. Mm-hmm. Now Beth wants a, co- a <laughs> photo of this. This is great. A sriracha sippy cup um, with full sriracha with the the almost Ebor City like rooster mm-hmm. logo on there. Yep. Oh man, I just uh, you might you might get you might get some odd looks from others looking thinking that you're serving your baby sriracha I, water. I love all that stuff of the frantic. <laughs> Uh, helicopter helicopter parents like the ones that will come over and tell you shit that like you don't know them you really shouldn't be drinking that wine around your baby that's six weeks old and you're like yeah I'm not drinking some wine I'm drinking the bottle yeah oh yeah 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 no we're I, I've got a lot of ideas I got baby mustaches uh, <laughs> just because it'd be you're weird you're gonna reinvent um, there's we bought a long time ago we bought little <laughs> baby plastic cups uh, like the solo cups, but like they're all one ounce, so they <laughs> they look adorable. So I think we're gonna try to use that in the photo shoot, like he's playing beer pong, <laughs> like a real, I mean, like a real Auburn tiger. That. Um, well, thanks for coming you're on. You're so welcome. Thank you so and much for do, having me. We can do this again if you're in Hawaii. We can, uh, you can come back on over Skype and say, hey, the last since we last talked, I learned I learned a bunch of cool shit. Here's what I learned. Yeah, you know? before Grandpa passed, that's how we were planning it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, all right, Pete. Seemed like a good dude, and uh, you know, not a good circumstance for you to come back, but I'm. It's good to see you. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for coming. Peace.